TradingNet, episode 108. Uh, liquidity needs to be in, in the markets for the bigger players to get an efficient fill on their orders. And you can, if you know where to look, you can identify certain areas on a chart where there will most likely be a lot of liquidity. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Cass Darmans on the show. Now, Cass is one of the celebrities over there on the Trading Nut chat, uh, in the Trading Nut Telegram chat, and I know these guys are desperate desperate to hear this interview with him, so this is coming up. We did shoot a video afterwards as well. He's a Forex trader. He does work and trade at the same time, so anyone who's working a job, this is going to help you out immensely. Um, you're going to find out what made him different, how he trades, and yeah, the video that we shot after this is going to be awesome as well, so you're going to be able to see how he takes his trades, and in fact, you're going to see exactly, it's like a full strategy. It's a, it's a, it's a mini course. Let's call it a mini course. Uh, so we've got that coming up in just a second. Now, if you haven't been following along, we've started the uh, Forex Simulator Challenges this year, so replacing TradingView Challenges, that started last week for me. Uh, we've had a couple of guys go through it already. Both have come out with positive results, so we haven't had any negative results yet. Uh, some fantastic education. The software allows us to give you a bit more of an in-depth view of how these guys are, are taking these trades in a retrospective fashion. Uh, so we've also, also, also got something that you guys can have a crack at as well in the future. There's a thousand bucks, a thousand US dollars up on the line here for anyone that can win the 10 trade challenge. Now, what is that? Head over there to Trading Nut, check it out. It's under the challenges section. There's some rules. Basically, you've got to get 10 out of 10 trades right. There are some rules to that. Uh, I'm going to be opening it up to the floor so anyone listening, anyone watching the channel can have a crack at it. But details on that, watch the live streams that are happening every week. We're going to try and get Trader versus Trader started up again soon, very, very soon uh, as well. Okay, so guys, there's a couple of other things I just want to quickly make you aware of. So my sponsor, City Traders Imperium, who you're about to hear their ad, um, they've changed all their rules, right? So it's really, really uh, appealing to traders now so you can get up to 70% profit split among a whole bunch of other things okay so if you check them out before and you haven't checked them out recently go and check the the, the details out now because the offering is like right up there um, also if you haven't checked out Sage Capital my other sponsor so they are I had the question the other day they can take US clients no problem so guys if you do want to check that out um, then Sage Capital, their ad will be coming up soon as well. Uh, and I did put my trading week video up on the YouTube channel in the members only content. So if you do want to check that out, then it's up there. I've got one week, I've got two weeks in fact of trading. Um, my best week 
ever and what followed. So go and check that out. It's worthwhile. You're going to learn a few things there um, for sure. Uh, also, I do have my my strategy video up there. So this is my trendline break strategy that I was able to automate. And if you do want to get hold of that, then you know where to go. you got to join my Robot Builders Club. You're not just going to get that strategy to trade on your behalf, but there's a whole bunch of others in there as well and you're going to be able to build them and edit them yourself so guys that's enough from me let's get on with this show we've got Cass Darman coming up let's do it whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader our sponsor City Traders Imperium are offering you the chance to become a fully backed forex trader that's right get coached and funded with CTI today all right folks here we are on trading up we've got Cass Darman on the show now Cass is from the Netherlands He's uh, been trading for about four years. Uh, We're going to hear his story. Funnily enough, big time listener of the show, uh, discovered in the Trading Nut chat room, and uh, one of my admins picked him out and said, hey, you got to get this guy on. He knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing. So that's why you're here, Cass. Um, Do you want to start off by, um, I suppose, saying hello to the Trading Nut listeners? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, My name is Cass Darman. I'm from the Netherlands, uh, 24 years old, and been trading for around four and a half years now uh, and I've been listening to the Trading Nuts podcast for quite some time now so yeah okay cool and what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the stories as to how you first got into it and all that sort of stuff so do you want to start off and I'll dive in here with questions as well and and tell the listeners how you found trading and um, uh, and how you managed to get to the point where it's making up 50% of your income all right, so um, I first got in touch with trading when I was still at school studying. I used to study mechanical engineering. Uh, I didn't really like it. I just did it because I was pretty good with numbers and uh, the job used uh, the job afterwards, uh, which you get when you're done studying, uh, would pay very well. So that's why I did it. Uh, but then during class, someone showed me a brokerage platform and I really liked it. I always had a passion for money. So I was, um, I started to get very interested in it. And then a few weeks later, I asked him again about what it was and what's trading, etc. And then I basically bought my first book. Uh, I started studying it next to the study I was following at school and then quickly realized that I really loved trading and I didn't really like what I was doing at school. So after around, I'd say six months, I uh, quit school, which I don't recommend to anyone, (laughs) but I did it. Uh, It was uh, my parents really uh, stood behind me. They didn't pressure me at all to, uh, to stay at school. So that was uh, kind of a good thing uh, and they always they know that if I want something I yeah I basically get it so they they never doubted me and uh, that's where it all started for me okay cool and so what what was the trading book that you got uh it's a it's a Dutch book um I don't think many listeners will know it but it was a really basic information about trading so it wasn't really that special but it's 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 learned me the basics about it and uh, and I suppose that's I suppose a tough decision to to quit school. Uh, what age were you, and how hard was it for you to decide to like I'm going to quit and and go after trading? I think I was around 19, I believe, almost 20, and 
well to me it was kind of a relief because i knew i i wasn't at the right place during that study so i knew it was the right decision to uh pursue trading uh and yeah it's a bit risky because i don't have any degrees right now but i've always been um focusing on my path i don't really look at uh, the norms or what other people are doing i just focus on what i feel is right and i do it and i give it my all and that's i didn't really have a big problem with making the decision to be honest and why do you think you have that sort of mentality is there anything that happened in the past that you think may have attributed to to you being that kind of person where you don't really care what other people think you just get on and do what you do um, i think i've learned it from things i've experienced i don't really know exactly what experience triggered it but uh, i think it kind of developed i also have a quite a, a hard working personality uh, i got it from my dad i think uh, i'm also pretty disciplined which i basically teach myself over the the years i think from around 16 to 19 i really started into working out and eating healthy and it really gave me a lot of discipline so i knew that if i would drop out of school uh, i would still stick to my plan and i wouldn't be uh, lazy and just watch netflix all day so that that really helped me nice all right so you, you've you quit school you've decided this is what i'm going to do uh, how did that play out well first i i think the first year i started to learn as much as i can from all the resources out there so internet a uh, few books and i really started to um yeah to 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 get a lot of information and to know a lot about the markets um, and then I basically started trading a discretionary trading method and I traded it for around two years until I figured out that it didn't work for me. It didn't fit with my personality because I'm really a black and white thinker. So I'm really uh, objective about things. I like rules. I like numbers and a discretionary method didn't fit with me at all. So that's when I realized I need to change something then and that's when I uh, searched for a mentor uh, which the mentor also traded the way that fitted with my personality and that was very important and that's really when things started to change for me and how did you find that mentor I mean what was the what was the process that you went through just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor, Sage Capital, who provide education, software, and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully. Perfect for people who are either still learning, too busy, or just want to use professional-grade strategies to build passive income. They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. Uh, I heard him on uh, another trading podcast, and I really liked his view about trading and um, using statistics to uh, to trade with and that's uh, yeah that's got me in contact with his website i i searched for content he put online and that's when i really started learning okay cool um and so do you want to give us some detail around what the the i suppose what the strategy might have been when you were discretionary trading versus what you discovered with with this new guy 
Yeah, so uh, a lot of people know this method already. Uh, you, you interviewed a few guys that already trade this method. It's the Wyckoff method. It's um, a discretionary method. I still use it today, but it's more in the background. I've basically now developed a strategy um, that's around 90% mechanical and 10% uh, discretionary. Uh, the discretionary part is still the Wyckoff method just because I really understand it and I uh, studied it for years and years so I really know how it works but trading it alone just didn't work for me and I had to find something to fit my personality and that's where the mechanical part came in that I learned from uh, the mentor I followed. Okay and so were you like how were you determining that the strategy was going to work? Uh, I did a lot of backtesting. I trade around 12 pairs right now, and I have a lot of spreadsheets filled with data uh, of every single pair. And I basically backtested the mechanical part of my strategy because that's possible. You cannot uh, backtest discretion. So I backtested the mechanical part, and I wanted to make sure that mechanical part has an edge. Otherwise, I wouldn't trade it. And yeah, that's that's basically how I did it. A lot of backtesting. Okay, and and where does the discretion kick in? Is it in the entries, exits, or somewhere else? Uh, the discretion kicks in with the stop loss placement. So I use my statistics uh, for target placement and entries, and the stop loss is based on discretion. Cool. And so, yeah, uh, you, you took the mentorship. You came up with the strategy. You backtested. What happened? when you started applying it? Uh, first, it was quite hard to stick to it, I think, the first few months, because backtesting is always different than trading a strategy live. I think everyone knows it. All right, so after the backtesting part, I started trading live, and I didn't really experience that much issues that uh, most people have. When they are going to trade live, obviously there were some issues because backtesting is never the same as trading a strategy in real. Uh, but I really didn't experience the problem most people have, and that all comes down to the confidence I developed while backtesting because I, uh, I basically know all the statistics about the trade. Before I enter a trade, I, I know exactly what to expect. I know the win rate uh, in the past. I know the payout that I can expect when I keep trading like this. Uh, I know how to allocate my risk effectively. And it really gave me confidence uh, to trade it without any problems. Okay. And so how many... Um, so let's, get, let's jump into a few of the stats around your trading. So, I mean, how many trades are you placing a week? I'd say on average around two to three and how do you deal with the patience and discipline around you know not entering more trades over trading that sort of thing uh well patience is just one of my um character traits i don't know why i have it but i'm really patient just as a person and i also think that if you have figured out when you can make money in the market why then trade um why then take setups when you don't know if it will make money in the long run or not? I don't really understand it. I I don't really understand why people have a lot of FOMO or just want to trade. Because if you know when you can make money, then why waste money on things when you don't even know if it will bring you any money or not? 
doesn't make any sense to me. So I think that really helps me. Yeah, there's an interesting point, actually. So, I mean, you're almost the anomaly around uh, the trading world and, and, and the fact that you, you know, it just doesn't, FOMO doesn't make sense to you, whereas other people just can't get enough of it. And <laughs> so I think it it does sound like you've got from for me anyway. It sounds like you've got a quite unique personality, which is probably more suited to trading than than most human beings out there. Um, okay, so you're taking two to three trades a week, uh, and how many trades are you winning? How many trades are you losing? And uh, what's your risk to reward? Uh, my average win rate is, um, I basically have two setups. One setup has a win rate of around 65%. The other one has 70 to 75%. And the risk-reward ratio is on average around 1 to 1.2. So there's not really a big risk-reward ratio, but because the win rate is quite high, uh, I still make uh, decent money in the long run. All right, so and so you talked about you know trading twelve pairs. I mean, how many how how long do you spend on the charts every day, going through and trading and finding you know setups and, and that sort of thing? Uh, not really long. I uh, I trade based on the daily charts and I uh, I enter on the hourly. So at the evening before the daily close, I check if there's any uh, bias setting up on the on the daily time frame which takes me around, I'd say, five minutes. And then in the morning, I check the charts for possible uh, interesting levels that line up with my statistics, which also takes me around 10 minutes. And that's basically it. It's quite a hand-off approach. I don't manage my trades at all. It's just a set-and-forget strategy, basically. So it doesn't consume a lot of time. And... I mean, I'd be quite interested to find out. So, you, you sounds like you did a lot of back testing. You had some, you had tons of spreadsheets and you know tons of numbers in there. Is are your live trades matching up with the back testing you did? Albeit, you know, you've got discretionary stop loss and that sort of thing. Um, but are they sort of mirroring what you were expecting? Yeah, they are. The, I do keep track in my trading journal uh, the impact of the discretionary part to see if it's. Um, increases the performance or it decreases the performance of my trading but in general it really matches the back testing and that's really comes down to uh, putting in a lot of time and i think a lot of people uh, find that very boring because i did everything manually uh, i don't know anything about programming so i did all the pass manually and took me hours and hours and hours but it really helped uh, me to build the confidence to trade uh, as i do today so yeah, and um, I mean, did you talking about sort of finances and stuff? I mean, how did you fund your accounts, and what account size did you start off with, uh, and have you tried to leverage that in any other way? I started with a few hundred euros, I believe. Uh, I quickly lost uh, in the beginning, at least before training strategy. I quickly lost uh, quite uh, quite. A few, I'd say a few hundred dollars, uh, euros, I mean. Um, afterwards, once I finished the backtesting and traded the strategy that I'm trading right now, uh, I started using a few thousand euros, but I noticed that uh, because I traded the daily chart, basically, my lot sizes, I couldn't really um, calculate them effectively. I couldn't really round them up to... Um, fit with my money management so that's when I decided to 
start uh, doing an evaluation period for a prop firm um, because you get more capital and it really yeah you can make more money um, and it's it makes it easier to manage the money because if you trade small lot sizes you cannot really round it up for example if you re trade a, a 0.01 lot and your money management says you have to trade a 0.014 you cannot trade it uh, and if that's a winning trade, you make less on your winners. And if you round it up on a losing trade, your your performance doesn't match your backtesting at all. So trading a small account uh, really didn't work for me. And that's why I'm now doing an evaluation program for a prop firm uh, to increase my account size, basically. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the I mean, I think that's what a lot of people back when I first started this podcast kept saying was, you know, people, and funnily enough, people don't say it so much these days, but a lot of the traders were saying, you know, guys fail because they're underfunded, but they wouldn't elaborate on what that was, and maybe it was my fault for not asking them, but uh, I think that's what you're talking about is really what underfunded is in terms of, you just, you, you, you're trading a percentage-based uh, you've got percentage-based risk, but if you can't, if yes. you don't have a big enough lot uh, account size, you can't necessarily get the exact percentage, and therefore exactly. And then your stats sometimes, are all exactly. And then just because of bad luck, you could be risking more on a losing trade and less on a winning trade, just because you cannot make the lot sizes right. And that then it seems like you're not trading good, but it's all about uh, just having a small account. And that's a really a big problem. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, if you, you haven't got a high win rate and you've got bigger risk to reward, you lose a few trades and they're taking more than the whatever it was, maybe 2%, maybe it's creeping into 2 to 3% almost. Uh, and it starts to destroy your account. And now you've got a your big winner that you're waiting for needs to really hit home and unfortunately that could even be even be a smaller account uh, amount because your account has been dwindled down with the losers so yes. there is there is something to, there to think about guys in terms of is your account size too small especially if you're using uh, percentage based risk on each trade which i suppose i do recommend um as opposed to just chucking in whatever uh right so so if somebody was, uh, so yeah, first of all, I suppose, talk us through your situation with, so you, you talked about you've got a job, you, you tra you're almost transitioning out of the job, you're, you're making, um, you're earning sort of 50% of your income through the job, 50% through trading. Sounds like you don't do a lot of time in front of the chart trading, hence why not have a job because uh, you've got all this extra time. How does that? How's that sort of playing out for you uh, in in your life? I suppose, and you're only 24, so it's not like you know you're you're probably not holding down a family and that sort of thing. What 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 are your? <laughs> no. How does that sort of sit now, and what are your plans for the future? Well, I do believe that trading part time is the best option uh, for most people because if your only income source is is trading, that can give you a lot of stress. So I right now I'm an independent C, uh, SEO content writer, which basically means I make content for uh, websites and businesses to rank better in in Google, and that's what I do next to trading. Um, during the day, I do uh, backtest a lot and still try to improve my trading, but trading itself 
Uh, it doesn't really take a lot of time for me. I think in the future I will be trading the same way because it just fits with my personality and I like to do multiple things. Uh, I do have some goals. In the future I want to um, start my own office in the Netherlands uh, to help people start with trading and to potentially fund people. Uh, and I also want to trade for personal uh, investors and that's basically the goal for the coming years. And you're, you're talking about, I suppose, helping other people. I mean, you're in that trading nut chat room quite quite a bit, pretty much every day, sharing your thoughts, sharing your insights, sharing your trades. Um, what do you notice about the other guys in the in the room? I mean, are you sort of seeing any common things or themes pop up where you're thinking, look, you know, if everyone sort of could just fix this, then they'd be so much better off. Yeah, one thing that really stands out, not just in the chat room, but in general in the trading community, is that everyone is saying that trading is 80 or 90% psychology, which to me is not true at all. Because if you don't have an edge in the markets, you can still do all the positive thinking you want, but you will lose money. And maybe you will feel positive about losing money, but you will still lose money. The, the bottom line is that you need an edge. And good psychology isn't going to fix uh, the lack of edge you have. So I think you first need to figure out, I think the people in general in the training community first need to figure out who they are um, and what kind of trading will fit with their personality. Because if it doesn't fit with your personality, you are going to make mistakes and it will never work. So I think that's step one to not fall for the, the cliche that trading is 80% psychology, but focus on getting an edge that, that really fits with your personality. I think a lot of people need to start there. And uh, if I suppose talking about where to start and where to go, I mean, have you got a step-by-step -step sort of roadmap you'd give somebody if you, if you met them in the street and said, hey, look, here's my step-by-step -step roadmap for you to become a trader, uh, go, what would that look like? Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, well, what I did when I I first started to learn as much as possible. So from every single source I could find, just to find what I like and what I understand, because that's very important. If you trade empty concepts, um, it will not work. So the first year, maybe focus on learning as much as possible. And then after the first year, um, basically get rid of what you don't like and what you don't understand and focus on the things that you do understand and then analyze. So step two is to analyze yourself and figure out what kind of trading fits with you. Uh, I think step three will be making a strategy. Um, step four will be doing the testing and really building a lot of data not just to confirm an edge, but also to build the confidence because you need it to execute uh, the edge in real time. And then, yeah, the next step will be trading it on demo, um, keeping a trading journal to learn from your mistakes. And then once you're profitable on demo, switch to live trading, still keeping a journal to still keep learning from your mistakes because I think that's very important. And a lot of people think, uh, a trading journal is boring, but it really helps you to get better. Yeah, I think that's uh, these are the steps. 
This nice, is the, nice. the holy grail. <laughs> and and just on that one, that second step, I think, the analyze yourself step, I mean, yeah. how would you recommend somebody get to the point where they can effectively analyze yourself and themselves and, and go, ah, okay, that's the kind of approach I should take. Is there an easy way to do that? Because I think this is probably the hardest thing for most people to do. Is there an easy test or anything you've sort of come across which could help somebody analyze themselves? Uh, yeah, I do agree. It, I think it's the hardest step because uh, you need to be quite self-aware. Um, the way I did it I, is I just looked back at um, at the days I was at school. I looked back at which subjects I was good at, and it was always uh, mathematics and uh, physics. And those kind of subjects are very um, number-based. They are very black and white thinking. You're either right or you're not. And uh, I started thinking, and that's really how I think about everything. And that's basically how I figured it out. So I think people just need to look back at their school days and were they good at math? Did they like mathematics? Did they like physics? And were they good at it? Because I think that can be really telling about how they think about other things. Cool, cool. That's a good answer. That's a great answer, in fact. Uh, now, what about uh, a price chart? If you're recommending somebody jump on a chart and start educating themselves on three things, what would you say those three things are? Um, I would say first, uh, learn about the, uh, the participants in the market um, and learn why they trade and how they trade. Uh, I think that's step one. And you can see that on a chart, but you also need to learn things off the chart. Um, next up is liquidity. Uh, liquidity needs to be in, in the markets for the bigger players to get an efficient fill on their orders. And you can, if you know where to look, you can identify certain areas on a chart where there will most likely be a lot of liquidity. So that's uh, point number two. Point number three is, I'd say, learn about accumulation and distribution. I think these three are the important parts. And any particular resource you'd point someone to? Uh, I'd say, yeah, Wyckoff, there are a lot of videos on YouTube. And, um, well, about liquidity, there is... Uh, on YouTube, also a channel called Trader Dante, which uh, I learned a lot from, and he also talks about the concept of liquidity. So that's where you can find a lot of information for free. And also trading that as well, I'm guessing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, thinking about traders' mindset, do you have any special techniques you can share with us? Um not really i think um you need two things and that's discipline and patience and you can work on both of these things uh you can develop discipline by being disciplined outside of trading so for example start um working out because it can really help you build discipline and it really helps with trading uh patience is quite hard to develop uh, I don't really know how to do it, but you can really work on your discipline. Perseverance as well is very important. Um, and you can also work on that by doing things outside of trading. But I really believe that if you're not disciplined uh, outside of trading, you won't be disciplined with trading. So that's really to, something to keep in mind. 
Yeah, something to think about, people. So, are you disciplined in what you do in life in general? Is a good question to ask yourself. Uh, you know, do you do you do you always stray <laughs> and do the wrong things? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, next question. Before we jump into the quickfire round, um, uh, what do you recommend someone spend the next month mastering? I would say get to know yourself and then get an edge that fits with your personality. Okay, and and the steps to get an edge, what would you say those steps would be? I would say step one is always to find, uh, like I said earlier, to find things that fit with your personality, but to confirm an edge, I really think there has to be some form of backtesting, either backtest or demo traded for a year but you want to confirm that what you're doing had an edge in the past that's really important okay jumping into the quickfire round how long did it take you to go from trading newbie to consistently profitable uh around three years and a few months what's your favorite entry setup uh, I always enter in uh, phase D of the accumulation phase uh, in the Wyckoff method. What strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Uh, I don't manage my trades at all. I have a static target which is based on my backtesting statistics and that's how I exit my trades. What's your re- recommended trading book or resource? Uh, I don't really read that much trading books, but I do like uh, the Market Wizard series of uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, I use MT4. I don't use TradingView at all, and I trade with Pepperstone. Uh, do you want to walk us through the worst trade you've ever had? Um, a worst trade I don't really have uh one particular trade that stands out but um, the worst trades to me are the ones where I didn't fit uh, where I didn't stick to my plan these are the worst trades and these are the trades I want to eliminate and if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice what would it be Uh, it would be focus on uh, finding an edge that fits your personality and don't focus on uh, blaming your psychology because most people trade without an edge and blame the psychology which is not the right way to go about it cool and before we wrap up what's the best way for the traders to get hold of you um, via my website uh, which is www.cdfxtrading.com or on Instagram which is at Damon cool uh, a big thank you to Cass for sharing with us today everything we've discussed here along with all those links are in the show notes to find them simply search for Cass that's C-A-S uh, in the search box on tradingnut.com until next time wish all my listeners trading happiness and success alright folks so there you have an interview with Cass all done and dusted now do remember we did shoot a video after the show so go and check that out over there on YouTube there are the links in the show notes head over to tradingnut.com see that video there as well uh, and all the other stuff that's going on here at Trading Up, we've got the uh, Forex Simulator challenges going on. We also have uh, the the other videos that are going up in the channel, um, those two videos that I've loaded up there for you to go and check out. So if you're not going to the YouTube channel, please do head over there. Uh, also, for sticking around to the end, I'm going to tell you who I've got coming up on the show in a couple of weeks. So I've got a, a couple of past guests, in fact, and one of them 
uh, did very, very well on the World Cup Trading Challenge. So, guys, that's coming up on the show. Thanks for sticking around, listening to the end. Uh, remember to hit subscribe, hit like, and uh, if you're on the YouTube, that is. And, uh, guys, leave a review if you're a long-term listener. I do really hardly ever get any reviews, so if you want to leave a review, it would be most appreciated in whatever app you're listening to this on. All right, thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next one.